0: Hello, welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers and I am your host. You can learn more about me at live to 110.com. Today we have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Elle Russ. She has a book called The Paleothyroid Solution, and she has a lot of really amazing tips about how to identify uh, the underlying root causes and signs and symptoms of low thyroid function, and uh, some of the different testing, what your test results should look like, why your doctor likely does not know how to identify thyroid issues, much less treat them, and what you can do to take matters into your own hands and take control of your health. So her book is called The Paleo Thyroid Solution, and we're going to detail that today on the show. But before we get into things, uh, I have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, and it's not a substitute for professional medical advice. The podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. Please go check out my book on Amazon. It's called Limitless Energy. In that book, I detail the toxic metals, arsenic, aluminum, tin, and thallium, that interfere in energy production in your body. These metals essentially poison enzymes that transport nutrients into your mitochondria, which are your body's powerhouses that produce your body's energy. So, in the book, I detail a very simple strategy and protocol to detox these metals so that over time you can improve your body's ability to produce. Uh, produce energy so go check that out limitless energy on Amazon hey everyone you guys know my dog Jezebel also known as paleo doggy she's such a sweetie pie I love my dog so much and I recently got a present from her from bark box and it's such a neat company. They send you a box every single month of uh, toys. They have a different theme every month and they send you toys and special treats that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, Jezebel got a little chill pill, which she totally needs in the box, and she totally loves it. And she uh, she's really enjoying her monthly goodies uh, is a, a gift that I'm giving to her that's sent to my house every week. There's no shipping in the continental US. If you guys wanna try BarkBox, just go to Barkbox.com slash live. And if you sign up for a six or twelve month uh you know membership, you get one free month of BarkBox. I highly, highly recommend it. Jezebel is loving it. <laughs> Today, our guest, Elle Russ, she's a writer, a life coach, and host of the top-ranked Primal Blueprint podcast. She is the leading voice of thyroid health in the burgeoning paleoprimal ancestral health movement. Originally from downtown Chicago, Elle lives and plays in Malibu, California, where I used to live. You can learn more about Elle at lruss.com. Elle wrote the Paleo Thyroid Solution after consulting with over two dozen endocrinologists, internal medicine specialists, and general practice MDs, but her thyroid condition was only getting worse, and nothing from doctors resembled a solution or even hope. Exasperated and desperate, Elle took control of her own health and resolved two severe bouts of hypothyroidism on her own, including an acute reverse T3 problem. Through a devoted paleoprimal lifestyle, intensive personal experimentation, and a radically modified approach to thyroid hormone replacement therapy, Elle went from fat, foggy, and fatigued to fit, focused, and full of life. She definitely has a ton of energy. I just really, really enjoyed this interview with her on the show. And you can check her out again at lrus.com. Elle, thank you so much for joining the show. Hi,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Wanting to the listeners a little about yourself and and how you got into the health field.
1: Yeah, you know, it was an accident. I mean, I think like a lot of people in the health field, once you suffer from something and something hits you and changes your life and you're running like a chicken with your head cut off to try to figure out what it is, you know, you tend to sort of become your own little expert, especially if you keep hitting the the missteps along the way with uninformed doctors and that's what happened to me. So essentially I'm in the entertainment industry. I'm a writer, I'm an actor, a comedian. I did that for years and part of that train and it's a little bit different now but when i got into that train when you're an ingenue in the entertainment industry you're expected to look a certain way you know and most of them look like they're pretty damn good athletes right and so that was the achievement and i thought i was doing it the healthy way by working out and following what i thought was the diets of the day which was really zone and they eat every two three hours and you know keep your insulin steady and all of this kind of nonsense that we know now Uh, I was doing the best I can to try to do it without bulimia and anorexia and starving myself and all of that. You know what I mean? I was trying to, I thought I was doing it the right way. Well, it turns out I, I really wasn't, and I didn't figure that out until later, but what I was really doing was, and when I look back now, I essentially triggered and gave myself hypothyroidism. Um, I can't say whether it would have come another way otherwise, but I can tell you that my diet and lifestyle, although seemingly healthy at the time and having the, the body and the wherewithal of someone that looked that picture of health. Okay, so that's another thing I'd love to talk to you about today because you know we tend to look at people's bodies and go, oh, you know, God, I'd love to have her legs, or I'd love to, and you know, you might not if you see their blood work, right? And so that was sort of <laughs> that was me exactly. Well, I, I know there's, me- I
0: know there are some models that yeah. have starved themselves to the point where they have a hole in their heart. I mean, oh, I mean, sick. crazy stuff. I mean, they yeah. looks can be deceiving.
1: They they really can and. The thing about it then is, so I, I, I reached this level of fitness, but on the inside, I was a sugar addict, I was a food addict, I was essentially starving myself, I didn't realize that w- what was happening, but that world is horrible, and that I empathize, you can be 400 pounds listening to this and be a food addict, or you can be skinny and fit and be a food addict or a sugar addict, and there is, it, it might be worse if you're 400 pounds, it might be a little bit more difficult to do things in life than the person, it's still the same hell. And that's that's a really awful place to be. So at the time, I thought either everyone's not talking about it and they're all struggling in the head too and suffering and thinking about food all day and are obsessed, or uh, I'm just, something's wrong with me. Now, at the time, then a ton of symptoms hit me. I started getting my period every couple of weeks uh, and when I shouldn't, you know, a 30-year-old healthy female. And then I just started to slowly fall apart. And as I kept going to doctors, they kept taking the wrong thyroid test, kept misdiagnosing me with other things or putting band-aids on symptoms without looking at the root of the cause. And after suffering and being really undiagnosed for two years and being a complete, I mean, talk about accelerated aging. It was a disaster. And the depression, crying almost all day long, not even being able to leave the house because every time I bent my leg, it felt like I drank a bottle of MSG. My legs were heavy. My ears were itching. My hair was falling out. I had acne. Um, Hypothyroidism over time when I calculated took about six years of my life. You know, um, so it makes it really worth it to me to have suffered to help people get from A to Z faster than I had to and wasting $15,000 that as a broke actor at the time, I didn't even have on, on useless, wasteless, harmful doctors that were uninformed using 30 to 40 year old outdated protocols, you know, and this is the exact same concept of someone saying, Oh my gosh, don't eat fat. It causes, it causes heart disease. That's not what causes heart disease. Okay. So, you know, yes. Yes. Maybe high fat in the presence of a high carb diet, you know, causes heart disease. Maybe certain types of overloads, but the paradigm was all wrong then and it's shifting now. And it's the same with thyroid, but a lot of doctors haven't caught up. The ones that have are functional medicine doctors, DOs, and some other people that through their practice, they don't often take insurance. They spend an hour with you, an hour and a half. They're doing in-depth testing. And a lot of people just don't want to give, open their pocketbook for that. Um, and they want to try to do their best with their HMO 15 minute doctor. And I'm not saying don't go in that direction, but then you better be armed with all the knowledge. And you know that's why I wrote the book is to give it because you're likely, I, I mean, I just had someone today who showed me blood work of someone with a very, and we can get into the details later of this, but a very severe reverse T3 problem. And that doctor's answer for that was to give that person more T4. That would be absolutely harmful. That's, they, they'd be hurting that patient, okay? What do you do? That's your MD, that's a doctor. It's yeah, a doctor you're seeing. So, uh, so, you know, what do you do as that patient, right? Oh my gosh, now my doctor's a, a dumbass. Excuse my language, but okay, now my doctor <laughs> is clueless about this. So now what do I do? I don't want to offend this person. But at the same time, they just told me something that will hurt me and make it worse. And they don't even know of which of what they speak of. So this is a very frustrating situation for patients. <laughs> and it's where I was. And I tell you what, um, I consider it a level of borderline malpractice. And, uh, I talk about it in my book, but I had one doctor I went to who, who literally they, they took out their smartphone while I was in the room and they go, Siri, what is the active thyroid hormone? Are you serious? And I, yes. And I looked at him, I go, are you kidding me? Did you just ask? I go, I can tell you right now it's T3. I'll bet you I'm $1 million. And he goes, oh, and I'm drawing diagrams of the thyroid. I'm explaining everything. And he literally just was like, he just it didn't it didn't make sense he 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 couldn't even see beyond what he was taught 30 years ago You know, and this guy treats thyroid patients. And I talk about this. I've walked out a lot of a doctor's office crying. That was one doctor's office I walked out of crying. I was already better at that point. I did that as an experiment to see how uninformed doctors are. That was a great one because I really hit the money on that. I mean, talk about walking in and getting a gold mine for like an experience. It was like, wow, this guy's really a doozy. Um, But I actually got into that. I was in Hawaii and I got into that parking lot in my car and I just I, I bawled my eyes out. Wendy, because I was already better, and I knew I was writing the book at the time. But I had that moment again, and I have it all the time, like I did today, where I just I I tear up and I feel that way now, knowing that there's some there's doctors out there. Well, that's a lot of them. There's a lot majority of them, and that's why you gotta watch out.
0: Yeah, even when I go to my HMO to Kaiser Permanente and I ask for a thyroid checkup, they only will do TSH.
1: And um, Pfizer wouldn't even do free T3 or reverse T3. Yeah, I know you guys. Pfizer does even offer it. You have
0: to ask, you have to ask, but then they won't do it unless they see there's a reasonable need to do that if there's some sort of symptomology, but they want to do the TSH first and then see what that says and then come back later. And people just aren't going to do that. And people don't know the questions to ask to get their thyroid properly tested so they can get treated. And I don't think most doctors have any idea how to treat thyroid issues. They just will prescribe a a, a, thyroid hormone, just see what happens.
1: Let's just see what happens here. That's right. And one of the things, too, is that even down the road, you could go to the most expert doctor who knows everything about thyroid and can do their best. But truly, it is the patient because labs, while we can look at labs and symptoms and they usually go hand in hand, it's so individual and personalized. Your labs may look good, but you may need a quarter of a grain more of natural desiccated thyroid, and that's okay. There might be room for that. There's you gotta. There is play. There is. It's individual. You might need a little bit more in winter and a little bit less in summer. These are things that only one individual. And 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 again, you can't count on a doctor to to help you understand this. And I guess this goes back to something I really just want to bring up. I have to take responsibility here too. Okay, I listened to that doctor because he had a degree, and I t- did what he said. I kept bleeding. I kept bleeding. Kept putting me on the birth control pill. Went through four birth control pills. Kept bleeding. Developed a, a misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had a polyp uh, and a fibroid in my uterus. I had to get later mo- removed. Would love to give the the invoice for that to the doctor. <laughs> he yeah. should be paying for that, right? But um, so all of this happening to me, and nobody said. Well, why though? She's 30 years old. She's had healthy gynecological health. Her whole family does. Like, what, what's the? What's causing this? So instead, they gave me a Band-Aid. Well, let's stop the bleeding. Let's not look at what's causing. This thyroid gland is the master gland of the human body. Period, end of story. You cannot live without it. Very few, one in a gajillion people are born without it. And immediately, you'd have to administer thyroid hormones or they die. Okay, so if you're on a stranded island and you have no thyroid, no thyroid gland, you're done. Okay, you're done. So what does that say if you're going to live your life with suboptimal or low output or poorly metabolized thyroid hormones? You know the answer to this Wednesday. You're going to, you're going to, I'm 44 now. I look better than I did probably 13 years ago, because the accelerated aging and the glycation and what happens to one's body when you are hypothyroid is a total nightmare. And the problem with it is that because it's the master gland and it's in control of every metabolic process from your temperature to your production regulation of sex hormones to your brain function, everything slowly starts to fall apart, right? So now you get high cholesterol. Here's your statin. Now I'm depressed. Here's your prozac and it will work for three months and then it won't work anymore because you never ever address the problem and then you get polycystic ovarian syndrome out of nowhere which you don't have and shouldn't and wouldn't anyway so you're going to get a disease you otherwise would not have gotten if you weren't in a hypothyroid state and this is just the breakdown domino effect and that's why people's hair falls out and they skin cracks and they get acne and everything falls apart so it's important for everybody whether you have a problem or not to understand how the thyroid works and to work on optimizing it and encouraging it to do the best that it can and providing this the the primordial baseline for it to get to where it needs to go and there's so much you can do and everybody should be concerned about this not because you should fear getting a thyroid problem i mean everybody no one wants that but because this is the master So let's start to treat it like that. And so my book not only goes through, hey, here's how to optimize it and just not even get it in the first place. And then, okay, if you do get it, here's how to try to reverse that naturally and do a protocol, 8, 12 weeks, whatever, kind of turn it around, get retested. And then, you know, you can go from there. Okay, if you have to go on thyroid hormone, then what? And I take everyone through those stages and I detail blood work. And, you know, I wrote this book because it was a book I couldn't find. I've read every thyroid book out there. (laughs) And I really have, and I'm not being uh, braggart by saying, I really think it's top three. And the other two are very specific and don't offer what I have and they're all different. And I'll mention the other two because they're important. One is uh, very important for people who have reverse T3 problems because it's really the only definitive book on T3 only treatment. And it's by a patient named Paul Robinson and it's called recovering with T3. And that one is very specific in a niche for people who have that problem. And that's why I want to let people know about it because most doctors really don't know how to assess a reverse T3 problem. Uh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so Paul Robinson, is your guy and there's videos and you can go to recovering with T3. The other one is very famous and she's amazing and she helped save my life and her name is Janie Botharp and she is the author of and the creator of the website, stopthethyroidmadness.com. Yes, that's a fantastic website. It's the best thyroid website. If you want the most comprehensive look at, at, at what, you know, go there. And they also have a forum and a, you know, a Yahoo group of moderators and fellow patients. And this can be invaluable in a sea of, oh my God, I'm broke and I've gone to 50 doctors. Well, maybe a patient who's gone through this BS before, like me, there are people like that online that are willing to help you. You know, and of course I offer people a free 15 minute consultant. Anyone can just contact me. I I email everybody a big sheet of here's how to get started. Like you don't have to buy my book. Here are the resources. Here's how to find a doctor. Here's the blood test to get, because I know what it's like to spend so much money and it's all wasted and being burned up. And so I want to offer as you know many people free Head Start as possible. Um, so you can always go to lrust.com and I just contact me go, hey, my thyroid screwed up. I heard you on Wendy. Send me the information and I'll send it. Um, so this is really important, but back to, I didn't take control then. I let a doctor dictate something for me. I didn't do the research. Now to my credit, the research wasn't there in terms of paleo primal health, okay? So that was not even around. And, um, so I don't know that I would have been able to, to find that link and that answer, uh, then, but I, I feel like looking back, I just blindly trusted someone and had maybe I dug deeper from the very beginning. And this just goes to, if you've got something serious that's affecting your life, you go to the ends of the earth to fix it. Perseverance pays. It really does. And so you don't stop the people that stop are the people that just listen to the doctor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the predicament a lot of people find themselves in. They don't have the knowledge base and they just listen to their physician thinking that he has of you know all the knowledge and the degrees, et cetera. When you really have to take responsibility for your own health, no one's going to care about your health as much as you do. And you have to, if you really want to take control of your health, you have to listen to podcasts like this, like the one that, that you host and, and arm yourself with information so that you can conquer your health health issues and for anyone out there listening uh, that's having health issues you definitely want to examine your thyroid, look at your thyroid, because just like you said, it's one of the the big root causes of other health issues. There's a lot of vague symptoms that can be attributable to other health issues that are actually being caused by the thyroid. There's a reason that the thyroid medication, thyroid hormones are one of the top prescribed medications in the United States. Number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about what those low thyroid symptoms look like. Let's let's cover Mm. some of the basics for anyone that may not know and want to recognize their symptoms as possibly being
1: hypothyroid symptoms? Well, I had over 30 at one point, and I'll run down some random ones and some classic ones. Um, Obviously, the the longer it goes undiagnosed and treated, the more symptoms you get. But initially, there's a few things. With... I want to talk about men for a second, because this is disproportionately a women's disease, okay? But men do get it. And so for men, they will experience uh, not getting morning erections when they should at a certain age. Uh, They'll be exhausted. They'll also might have weight issues and be cold, cold hands and feet um, all the time. That's a big one. Temperature is huge. So this is something you can diagnose at home i <laughs> mean you just go you know and I, I talk about that in my book too so you can get your temperature and when i was seriously hypothyroid and a mess i was about 96 degrees all day long so you're freezing even in summer it doesn't that matter how hot it is right so so the coldness it also goes to dry cracked skin anything brain Anything depression, you start to lose interest. You start to give up on your dreams. You're not motivated. You don't have the energy. It takes you three hours to just wake up and have five cups coffee before you can deal. Uh, One day you're just like, wow, I've just stared into space for three weeks. What is happening to me? And that can be scary and people are afraid to admit that because, see, they don't understand that that might be a hyposymptom and then they start to think, Ooh, am I getting older? Am I getting dumber? That's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like you're getting dumber and it's a scary thing. And then you, then you might have someone in the family who was that way and you go, "Uh Oh, I had someone who had Hashimoto's who a, a really good friend of mine who started to go down the direction of, Oh, well, aunt Sally was always, uh Oh, and I was like, no, no, no. Aunt Sally might've had untreated Hashimoto's, but that <laughs>
0: doesn't. Definitely- you think you're getting older and dementia is setting yeah. out or something. You really a lot do. of women have this after they have a baby like me, yes. they start to get, they have brain fog. The thing it's mommy brain, but it, that doesn't last two and three years. That's right. <laughs> a lot of women, their That's thyroid right. tanks after they have a child.
1: And weight is a big thing, obviously. Inability to lose weight, gaining weight all the time uncontrollably, feeling bloated, inflammation, hair falling out, even loss of curly hair. If you have curly hair and hmm. it gets straight, um, uh, uh, enriching of the ears, heavy legs, um, and anything having to do with like you'll notice a difference in vaginal fluid and you'll notice like consistencies and things will be off or orgasm uh, contractions might not be as strong. Um, That could also be due to low ferritin and low iron storage. Those things will start to creep up, but essentially you start to get exhausted and it can creep up on you slowly. Uh, I knew someone who, uh, one of the success stories in my book lucked out and she kind of caught it right away. She was just freezing for like a couple of weeks, went in, found the right doctor who tested her appropriately, boom, put her on natural desiccated. So she got lucky. Most people aren't that lucky. And so they spend years and years and the doctor's taking the wrong test and they say, you're fine. It's not your thyroid. You know, maybe you need to work out more and eat less. That's what I was told. and so. So so a couple of other symptoms too. This is a a weird one, but it's one that I've noticed consistently with other people. So it must be a thing, which is on your index finger, on the the corner of your index finger, just like on the side, as if you're going to go down the side of your index finger, that will become very dry and cracked and scaly. And that's kind of like a weird indicator. It's a, it's an alert. It's an a like, uh oh. So if that's happening yeah. to anybody, let me look that's... at my index finger. <laughs> <I> suspect <laughs> this for a second. No, I'm okay. I'm fine. No, you would, yeah, you would totally know. It would be like you would go, what's going on there? Like it would be a problem. Um, and also though dry cracked heels or the inability, like dry cracked skin, I had horrible acne pop up and I had perfect skin my whole life. And then I had like awful. And then later on, after I got fixed, I went back to a facialist and she said, Oh my gosh, your skin's not bumpy underneath anymore. And I said, what are you talking about? She was like, well, then when you were coming in here and having these problems, I could feel, she could feel the difference in my skin. It's it it's everything because think about it, you get no no logs are on the fire. Everything's slow and sluggish. It all slows down. It's sludgy. Things aren't getting metabolized properly. Things are getting stopped up. You know what I mean? You're constipated. It's a huge one. And I mean constipated to the point where even laxatives won't do it. Um and that's a really brutal symptom. Any kind of depression. I mean, really any kind of depression, including bipolar, because that can be related to people with Hashimoto's swings if they have some severe uh, attacks going on. And so a teenager's erratic behavior could be tossed off as classic teenager BS, and your daughter might have Hashimoto's. Yeah, and for men, so, depression will manifest itself as anger. And so for- uh, Yeah. And low mm-hmm. testosterone, by the way, that will- go hand in hand with this too, usually with men. Um, so those are some of the symptoms. Uh, they, you know, there's over 30 in there and they're debilitating. I mean, anything gynecological. So, you know, uh, positive ovarian syndrome or cysts, uh, abnormal bleeding, heavy periods, um, any uh, fibrocystic breasts, anything that's estrogen dominance related as well. So you have to understand again, the slow sludgy thing, and now you're a woman. So now hormones are screwed up already to, You know, estrogen dominance is likely testosterone is probably kind of low. Your adrenals are suffering. Now you have adrenal fatigue because it's taking over because you don't have any thyroid hormone. And again, like you said earlier, you can give also a patient all the thyroid hormone you want. Okay. You can go to a doctor and have them go, oh my gosh, you're hypothyroid. Take the right tests and and give you thyroid hormone. But here's the thing. Is that thyroid hormone going to get to where it needs to go and work right or backfire on you? And you don't want it to backfire on you because I've had that happen and that's called the reverse t 3 problem. So you need to make sure this is all ready to receive that. And so it's more than just taking a pill. It's optimizing your iron storage and optimizing adrenals. You can do all this at the same time, but it has to be done.
0: And there's a lot it's- of people listening that take thyroid hormones and they don't get a relief of the symptoms or it's just mild relief. Cause like you said, they're not absorbing it properly.
1: Yeah. It's not being metabolized properly. It's not getting in the cells. There's a reverse T3 problem. They're on the wrong meds or wrong level of it. And the other thing too, is, so so there's a lot of people that take thyroid hormones that don't even know what they do or how the thyroid works. And let's just think about it. If you're one of those people, don't be that dummy, you know, don't be that dummy because there's millions of people out there that are that dummy and that's why they're still suffering taking thyroid hormones going back to the doctor then trying to figure out other stuff and getting misdiagnosed and going oh well i guess it was just this i guess it was no you don't have maybe depression and you don't have to take prozac your thyroid's just not being optimized correctly so we do have to take responsibility if you've been diagnosed with a disease uh learn about it right become your own expert you have. i'm here to i'm i'm at here's proof that you have to and let me share with your audience if they don't know Talk about taking the ultimate responsibility. I actually dosed myself back to health twice in ten years because doctors wouldn't help me. I had no choice but to do it myself. That's not a situation anyone should be in, but plenty of patients are put there because they don't have any. I was out of money. I had seen all the doctors in the world. You know, uh, the last doctor I went to at that time, I spent six hundred dollars for some famous Beverly Hills, you know, hormone doctor to just for the appointment not even the blood work just for them to test my free t3 and go oh my god you're 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 like below the range you're severely hypothyroid it was at that time and i was like really took two years to get there thank god i know this now and then i said they've all hurt me i'm out of money I, i'm doing this myself I, these people don't know what they're talking about and it was a lonely place to be and thank god for other patients online who are moderating these groups who are able to be there and help you kind of navigate and assess uh, but as well, that really wasn't enough because then when you're done being hypothyroid and let's say you're optimized on medication or you've corrected it naturally, now what do I do with all this weight that I've gained? Now what do I do? Because most people become insulin resistant and that is where paleoprimal comes into play, but the paleothyroid solution and the reason I wrote that uh, as a title is not because it's a gimmicky thing like, oh, here's the thing, here's the thyroid stuff and then eat paleo and you can lose the weight and what it is is because if you really delve into what paleo primal lifestyle is, it's the ultimate in adrenal balance and the ultimate in blood glucose management. And those two things are so related to thyroid. It's why people with type two diabetes often have get thyroid problems and vice versa. So there's the component it's 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 the lifestyle of being a fat burner versus a sugar burner which you know everyone can learn about when they get into this paleo primal that really is the ultimate connection here that was made because i could have written a thyroid book many many years ago but it wasn't until i discovered this angle that's really aligned with our genetics and our thyroid rhythm and the messages we're sending to it if you want to send it the most proper messages you've got to have really good glucose management and adrenal management and the best diet and lifestyle for that is paleo primal. So that's how that works in.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. I'm a big fan of the paleo diet as well and I talk a lot about it on my website also. So, what does paleo mean exactly and why is it the optimal
1: uh, you know, lifestyle and diet for thyroid health? Well, it's optimal for actually every human. <laughs> it is it is the best for everyone. I'll, I'll explain it. So, a lot of people have a misconception of paleo primal. Um, and I'll talk about a few of those in a minute. So, paleo primal ancestral evolutionary. They are all the same. They are kind of synonymous. Uh, there might be a couple of like, some people consider primal, uh, which is really kind of the term coined by my publisher, Mark Sisson, who wrote the primal blueprint where he's a little bit more like, well, occasional chocolate and dairy. And you know, if you can only do 80, 20 in terms of percentages, then you're better off than most people. And he might be a little bit more lenient. Some would say then someone might consider paleo as being strict, but here's where, um, here's where it really is goes wrong in terms of the interpretation, so people just think it's a list of foods, and they really also think that it's high protein, which it's not, and I'll get into that in a second. Here's the determining factor. There's only two ways to really have your your metabolic system be working at any given time. You're either burning glucose, <laughs> and you're running on that, or, or it's on fat. Our, we are designed, and our DNA expects us to really primarily use fat as a main source of fuel. Most people in our society are sugar burners, meaning they're really burning off of glucose. How do you know if you're a sugar burner? So easy. Can you go 2, three, four, eight, 12, 24 hours without eating and not have a hangry meltdown, without having any kind of physical or mental lapse? Most people would say, no, I can go probably three, four days right now. Would not even be a problem. Because I'm completely fat adapted. What does that mean? Took about a month, takes about a month. You change over to really what your genetics expect of you. And you're switching on these fat burning genes. And you're starting to detox the brain from expecting that crack that is glucose. And here's hypoglycemia for everybody up and down every two, three hours. That's a sugar burner. If you get, have a meltdown after four hours and you're like, oh my God, I can't even. And I used to be that person. That's not how life is supposed to go. We are the only humans in the world that have to eat every two... That's a living thing, you know what I mean? So our hunter-gatherer ancestors did not operate this way. They went long periods without food, and they ate a very low-carb diet. So paleoprimal is a high-fat, moderate-protein, low-carb paradigm that its goal is... You, you spend about two to three, four weeks of willpower to get the food down so you can get through switching your brain and switching everything over to really kind of depending on fat as the main source. And then life changes. You've got steady glucose and adrenals. Here's why the adrenals come in. Every time someone's got a high and a low blood sugar, like a hypoglycemic or a sugar burner, every time it dips too far or goes too high, the adrenals respond, uh-oh, uh-oh, and start pumping out cortisol, which you do not want it to do. There's where your fat is around your middle. That's an antagonistic hormone to testosterone, to thyroid, to everything. So you're sending it like a fight or fight message unnecessarily. So those are threats, the drop and the high. You only have those drops and those high when you're a sugar burner. When you are a glucose dependent sugar burner, that's the only time you have those drops. You don't when you are fat adapted. So here's where people get it wrong. They're like, oh yeah, I went paleo, it didn't work or whatever. Then they were just eating from a food list. And that's all they were doing. They weren't looking at, the, or they were, when in doubt, they ate meat. And if you overeat meat, that can be inflammatory and or can turn into sugar through a process called gluconeogenesis. So it really is a high fat, moderate protein, low carb paradigm. And it really is about 150 carbs or less, unless you're a bricklayer and athlete. And if you're a woman like me, that's 5'2", 150 carbs is sometimes too much. Our ancestors never ate more than 80 and sometimes none. And this is why we all have this process called ketosis, uh, which is a whole different level of of a deeper level of of being super low carb. Um, And I don't suggest anybody who's hypothyroid to jump in there because you can't even really get there metabolically. But we have um, our genetics really and doesn't it seem right? Isn't it weird that we would have to suffer every two, three hours? What do you think our ancestors did? Yeah, I mean, they, they go, ate once. The of, you know, they ran to the top of a hill and then what? They'd be prey because they'd be like, I haven't eaten for... They'd be a mess. <laughs> yeah, they so ate once or twice a day, maybe. Maybe. And that's really what ends up happening when you get fat adapted. You end up eating about once or twice, maybe a day. Uh, and and it's a really interesting thing, but it's funny because the freedom... And here's going back to the, shoot, the, the food addiction forget weight loss, forget thyroid optimization, forget health, curing a disease, whatever. Those are all amazing. It cured and fixed all food obsessions. Wendy, this is this is the success story we get consistently. Even from the person who lost 100 pounds to the person that cleared up their psoriasis, whatever the story is, the end result is always, I can't believe I don't think about food all the time. I thought about food all the time. All the time, and be making deals, engaging stuff, and after I'd even eat lunch, I'd be planning on when and I could, I'd be, how much can I get away with, and then I'll work out. It was horrible. And people listening who have this or have had this, you know what I'm talking about. And it's a really scary, awful place because your life feels like it. And now, and this sounds weird to someone who's addicted to food, but uh, for who's out there, who might be still addicted, you don't even think about it. It's, you really eat it, your whole paradigm shifts. You're so satiated, you forget almost, and it doesn't take your life up. And it becomes, I don't know, it becomes such an intuitive, wonderful, enjoyable, like healthy relationship with food. And That is only a result of being fat adapted and even killed. So here's another thing that's great about paleoprimal because it's the ultimate in adrenal balance and blood glucose management. It's also the uh, ultimate for anxiety and issues like that because those rise and falls and that output of cortisol, that's what gets people jacked up and frazzled and exhausted. And and then they crash and then they've got a thyroid problem or, or something else. And so, do you know what I mean? So, I know you know this already, but this is what people don't understand. You have to delve deeper into the subject to understand the concepts that I just shared. But at the end of the day, it's really this like this triangle of yes, there's 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 a carb level, there's there's a paradigm of the high fat, moderate protein, low carb, but there's also the lifestyle. So, the lifestyle portion of it is chronic cardio, which is kind of a adrenal blaster is really a no-no. It's about maybe once a week you sprint, but you're doing low level, you're you're burning fat. And so this, for, for example, for me, the change that I had to make way back when was I go hiking all the time here where we live and I would haul my ass up the mountain and I'd be like, the harder I work, the more I sweat, the better I'm going to lose the weight. The You know, and I'd be hungry and sore and tired after working out because I was burning glucose. So beyond 75% of your max, or you could just do an easy calculation and do 180 minus your age, If you do that calculation, you really shouldn't go over that number too much because when you go for consistent time periods over that number, you are in a glucose burning and we can only store so much in our body at one given time, you know, in our organs and our tissues. So you don't want to be exhausting it unless you have to. Yeah. The thinnest I've been, I was not doing tons and
0: tons of cardio. I was doing yoga. I was doing weightlifting as my primary exercise and and doing a little bit of walking, but not a lot of High intensity cardio
1: definitely. Yeah, not. and the, so the people on the treadmill every day—they're running. They're they're in a hamster wheel. They're in a sugar burning hamster wheel where they're burning the glucose then they have to replace it. Then they're so, so you can eat then from a paleo food list, not understand things. Right. And then you go, I don't, am I doing it wrong? Yeah, you probably are. And I've done it all wrong. I've overeaten the protein. I've overeaten the fat I've, you know, and, but eventually what's great about it is it becomes intuitive. Like, you know what your body needs and that is what is so strange. And the things that once required willpower to resist, you don't even care about anymore. Like, a piece of cake, whatever. And you're just like, I don't, you know, I'd have it if I'd have it, but I where every other time in the past, it would be like, Oh my God, don't eat it. Don't, like I'd still want it, but I don't want it now. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's weird. It's not to say that I wouldn't want it at some point during the year, but I'm saying like before as a sugar burner, I wanted it. Every time I saw it, I was holding back, not to like take a bite of the cake. Yeah. You're white knuckling it. <laughs> right. And you know, that's a, that's a really brutal place to be. And that's what sugar dependency does. And why do you think we have such a type two diabetes problem in this country? Every single commercial on TV is for type two diabetes. And this is why that's exactly why, because people are sugar burners. It gets out of hand. They don't understand it unbeknownst to them. And just so your audience knows, which they probably already do, but the standard American diet, uh, the food government food pyramid suggests six to 11 servings of grains every day, along with two to four servings of fruit. That is a diabetic Making diet.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is bought that. and paid for by the food industry. Bought and paid for it has nothing to do with science or caring about you, uh, your health, or anything. It's just about money.
1: And a great book on that is called Death by Food Pyramid yes. by De- Denise Minger. So that's another one that just details that specific one. But um, so I actually interviewed her about that specific oh, did you? That oh, great. specific topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, that's really. Um, that's a snapshot of paleo primal, but people really misunderstand it all the time. Um, and so here are some objections. So, okay. So let me actually, let me give you an example, because this is really important in the way that we can send a message to our thyroid that'll screw it up. So here's how, you know, your body's trying to save you at any given time, right? It's always trying to save you. And that's what you have to remember. And even type two diabetes, that's your body trying to save you. If you're getting fat, your body's doing its job. Right. It's trying to save you. It's storing the sugar. It's like, oh my God, help her. Get this out of here. Right. I mean, granted, you might be getting fat, but your body's trying to save you, right? So that's what you have to remember. It's not trying to fail you. It's trying to survive. And so one of the things that it'll do, for example, let's say you're a normal person that has no thyroid issues, but you're training for a marathon, and maybe you're skinny anyway, you have no weight issues, but maybe you're overworking out and you're maybe you know under eating. And in that case, you can get a reverse T3 thyroid issue, or just low thyroid, euthyroid 6 syndrome, which is hypothyroidism, because the body will go, hold on a minute. She doesn't have that much fat on her body. She's running from danger, chronic cardio, right? There's the there's the danger, <laughs> the, the chronic running. So she's running from danger and doesn't look like she's getting a lot of food. We're down regulating this whole thing. We're not going to put out any more of this T3 so she doesn't burn fat. We're going to lock this up until she has proven to us that she's good to go. See, so those are the messages she's sending. Do you know what I mean? Um, That marathon runner. Uh, The other thing too is that's why infertility and miscarriages is is huge with this. So anyone who is seeking to get pregnant, you go get your thyroid figured out first. You do not want to go through a miscarriage because of something dumb because you had low thyroid function and your body was like, nope. Do you know what I mean? And so that's the other thing, too. It's trying to save you. So in those moments as well, if you don't have enough body fat, per se, and you're overworking out and starving yourself or eating into that wrong paradigm and not getting satiated like I was. I was doing chronic cardio, and I was a total hypoglycemic sugar burner. And I may have had the body to reflect hard work, but I was, like I told you, suffering. And in that situation, the body does think it's starving. And so it says, no, we are not going to give her any more of this fat-burning thyroid hormone until she figures out. And furthermore... She's not she's not having a baby. She's not going to have a baby. She's not going to get pregnant or she's going to have a miscarriage because she has no position to sur- support anyone right now. Your body is always looking out for you. And so it's like, what messages are you sending? And those messages do come in the form of exercise, diet, and then mental, right? And so that's really locked up with paleoprimal because paleoprimal is also all about rest and relaxation too, you know, and proper sleep and getting back to those kind of roots and unplugging. Um, a couple of objections are great from people. I'd love to share. So one is, oh, well, if cavemen were so healthy, then why is the median age, average age 34 for, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's funny because, uh, even though that might technically be true, when you really look at the archeological record, that's just the average. So women, people died in childbirth, you know, right. You got a scrape. There was no emergency room or urgent care. You were screwed, but In looking at the record, when you go beyond, like if someone made it past puberty, they often lived well into their 80s and 90s with no issues. And we don't see thyroid on the historical scene until about uh, 5,000, 12,000 years ago in China. I think it's it's 12,000. Yeah, about 12,000 years ago. And it's interesting because that's when grains came on the scene. And it's funny because the first recorded history of thyroid issues in China were under the emperor whose name was Emperor Five Grains. (laughs) <laughs> and for those that don't know, paleo paleoprimal, and I was like, I think this is kind of, this kind of makes sense. And, and the funny, the, I mean, I'm jumping to a conclusion, but I, I make it because the funny thing about it is what we know now is that, and for the people that are listening that don't know this, we know for sure that grains, especially gluten, trigger Hashimoto's antibodies, which is a form of autoimmune hypothyroidism. So that's just very interesting. And if you look at paleo primal, grains are just not really meant for human consumption. I mean, you can make some exceptions for some really well-soaked, old-timey made, you know, uh, bread products or some soaking of beans and legumes and things like that for some people who can handle it. But for the most part, beans, legumes, and dairy and grains are not really, uh, they're not really meant for humans. And so we see the problems. In fact, actually a great movie, the perfect human diet by CJ hunt, and they talk about it in are uh, some paleontologists said that they never ever saw Arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis on the archaeological record until 10,000 years ago when grains came on the scene. That means from every sample, from every human from 50, 200,000 years ago, they never saw it show up until grains, until farming, until domestication. So I think this is really important for people to look into. Forget about like, oh, you're going paleo. You don't have to tell your friends. Don't don't announce it. There's no label. No one has to do CrossFit. I don't do CrossFit. (laughs) People try to equate that with it. And by the way- (laughs) I don't do that either. Right. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with CrossFit. Here's what's wrong with it. People do it five days a week. That's too high intensity. Okay. So now you're on that sugar burning train getting back. So it's antithetical to the paleo lifestyle to do it a lot. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're maybe training for something and you're planning on doing it athletically with a lot of people do compete in those games. Um, so you don't have to do all of that to be paleo prom, but, but look into it because this is really about what's genetically aligned. What our DNA expects of us. And this is a really important realm to discover and it can open up a whole new world of looking at your own genetics and how, for example, a genetic test, I took a genetic test, just the standard one, and some friend ran it through a program and she said, oh, you know, do you have problems with eggs? And I said, well, that's funny you said that because I've been eating eggs my whole life and I didn't think I had a problem with it, but there's been a few times like too many where I've eaten eggs on its own and felt kind of gross, not sick, not tummy ache, but just kind of like, Ooh, I kind of want this to digest and just get over with. Cause it just feels heavy or weird. And she said, interestingly enough, you have the same gene mutation that I do that says you might have an issue processing foods and high in sulfur. Now, the funny thing is, is that I have a major issue with garlic major. I did and, too. and garlic is high in sulfur. And I also have that issue with broccoli a little bit broccoli is another one so here's the funny thing so just as an experimentation based on this i was like you know what i'm just gonna quit eggs for a few months just because why not i mean i'm like allergic i've gotten even tested i'm not allergic and um i eliminated for a couple of months and then one day i was like oh yeah i haven't forgot and i had eggs and it was like i had a ethiopian refugee distended stomach (laughs) <laughs> With the worst gas, like the worst, like I didn't. It was, it was like a violent, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To it. And it's amazing when you eliminate and you truly get something out of your system. And then you have, I, a, then I, you have a
0: really strong immune system reaction to have much more exaggerated symptoms. And that's what's great about doing an elimination diet. When you finally do and reintroduce that diet, no question that your body is right? not liking that.
1: And it's scary, though, that your body compensated and dealt with it all the years that I was pummeling it with things with eggs in it. It's not to say I'm not going to have a good quiche or something with an egg in it. Of course I am. But no, I just know. And the thing is that it's a bummer. Eggs are cheap and great and they're great paleo primal food. I'd love to have eggs every day. But you know what? After that experiment, that's not going to happen. And that was just based on someone seeing something in my genetics. So, so this is really important. It's not just, yes, that this is a genetically DNA aligned, you know, lifestyle and diet for everybody and every human, but just the idea of this whole subject matter is something that's really fascinating. And to get to know more about yourself and do the biohacking and experiment as you do is, uh, it's really a gift. It's becomes, I know you think it's fun too, but the levels that you get to, I feel better now than I did at 23, you know, yeah, I did too. I feel about it. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So tell us about your book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, and what the listeners can expect when they read your
1: book. Well, you can expect a real hands-on, in-depth sort of like a like a bible like your thyroid bible um you're gonna you're gonna see before and after blood work you know you're gonna see what should blood work look like what does it look like when it's messed up what does it look like when someone's sick and then what does it look like when they're on medication and better or what is a normal person's thyroid because i want to teach people how to evaluate their own blood work and how to do this you're going to find out how to dose Uh, If you have to go on thyroid hormone, you're going to find out all about paleo primal lifestyle and nutrient optimization and how to fix a thyroid problem If you want to stay off thyroid hormones, you've gone a wrong direction And you're like my thyroid screwed up and I really want to just try to get this thing worked around naturally So that's the first protocol and then I go through all of them up until even having a reverse t3 problem Which not a lot of books talk about this which is dosing with t3 only very rare discussion uh, that only Two or three books I know really have any discussion in there, and so that's detailed. And then really valuable is the Q&A in the back of the book with a primal, paleo-functional, integrative med- medical doctor named Dr. Forsman. And you're going to hear from a doctor why endocrinologists are so stench and ego, why they don't understand this, why they're not willing to listen, why what did they learn wrong when they learned it. And what's great about that is you can take that to your own doctor, too, and go, will you at least hear another doctor talk about your training? You know, so I, I intentionally have that in there, too. I mean, A, anyone can believe what I have to say, but obviously in this day and age, as we even joked about earlier, even though you and I don't believe it, it it, it offers credibility. You know, so you're going to hear it from a doctor, too, and you're going to hear more details from him. So the Q&A in the back of the book is, is uh, so essential. And you're going to see some before and after stories. You know, I wanted to see people succeed. I wanted to hear their stories. I wanted to see photos. I I was so miserable and fat and just bloated that I just wanted to see someone else make it. You know, Um, it's also, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, it's a beautiful book, like aesthetically. All the photos are from Hawaii. It's really gorgeous. It's like I wanted it to be sort of a aesthetic journey, you know, hypothyroidism is so crappy to go through. There's also letters to loved ones in there and to bosses, you know, relationships suffer because of this. You're undiagnosed for two years. You're acting like a freak. Now your husband's like, I didn't marry her. I don't know who she is. And people get divorced, you know, um, people lose their jobs. There's a success story in my book where she quit her job to preemptively avoid getting fired because she could not figure out numbers. She was getting dumb right? She mixing up numbers, couldn't remember numbers. And she was like in accounting and she got so scared at what was happening to her brain. She quit because she was afraid she would get fired. So I have letters to your employer, letters to loved ones, um, to explain to them directly. Um, and because it's, and you know, I've had people, I've had people call me and, and cry on the phone to me because of that, like that being a very important thing that their husband read because they're like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You know, someone goes to, I had a family member yell at me. I went to 20, I went to over 50 doctors, but I went to 25 on the first bout and I had a family member yell at me and said, you're going to have to listen to one of these doctors. And I was like, no, I don't. And I'm glad I didn't, Wendy. I'm glad I took the health into my own hands, but I shouldn't have had to, and I don't want anyone to have to be there. So I want to arm everyone with the knowledge that I learned through suffering through almost every thyroid scenario there is. And, um. And I can tell you from doing it on my own as well, with the personal experimentation I had to go through, I've been hyper, I've been hypo, I've had a reverse T3 problem. I don't have Hashimoto's, but, um, so I'm just, I'm so grateful to be able to use the experience that I have to help others because it's such a lonely place. And, you know, think about it, you can't have relationships. Who's going to want to date you? Oh, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm falling apart. I'm a mess. Want to love me? Yeah. Like that's a great, that's a great place to be single from, you know? So like there's a lot of, and it's tough. And then it really does tax relationships as well. Um, between people, there's, there's an author that talks about how he's still relation, uh, he's still repairing the relationship with his kids, you know? Um, and it's funny because I have a friend whose father was a late diagnosed type one diabetic and he had a bunch of mood swings when he was younger and they just thought their dad was a, you know, fly off the handle. And it kind of turns out that something, and that's not to excuse the behavior, but it, there is an explanation sometimes for that behavior. And if you can get to the root of it, you can fix it.
0: Um, yeah, go
1: ahead. Oh,
0: no. I mean, I was going to say that even if people go to their medical doctor, and the doctor knows what they're doing. You only have a few minutes with them. You still, even if you're in very, very good hands, you still have to know how to eat, how to take care of yourself, uh, you know, your lifestyle, you still have to to do all of those things and know when something is off so that you know when to make an appointment with your doctor. You, you still, even if you have a fantastic doctors or you have a team of amazing health professionals, you still have to educate yourself to know how to take care of yourself in all facets of your
1: life. That's right. They can't be there with you 24 seven. Sometimes you're going to have to make some decisions on your own, you know? Um, absolutely. Yeah. And so you talk a little bit about
0: desiccated thyroid hormone Mm -hmm. uh, throughout our talk. So let's talk about some of the differences and benefits of taking desiccated thyroid hormone, which you can get over the counter versus thyroid medications, which can be synthetic. Uh, there's also natural thyroid hormone that you can get as well. Let's talk about some of those differences and differentiations
1: there's really only <clears throat> so there's a couple of options. The, the worst one and the most prescribed one and the one that's not the most optimal for a variety of reasons is Synthroid or T4 only or levothyroxine, but it's just T4 only, which is one of the thyroid hormones. The most optimal in general is to have a T4, T3 combination. And that is... In natural desiccated thyroid, it's from chopped up, essentially dried up pig land. Um, And it comes in a ratio of a specific amount of T4 and a specific amount of T3 that very much mimics our output. So our own thyroids, when they're working right, they output about 80% T4 and about 20% T3. And then throughout the day, maybe 50% of that T4 is going to be converted into T3 as you need it. And so with natural thyroid, let's say we, we talk about it in grains, but let's say one grain is 60 or 65 milligrams. That's usually about 38 micrograms of T4 and about eight to nine micrograms of T3 in just one pill. So it's in like kind of the right ratios. It's more endocrine mimicry. Our bodies don't solely rely on conversion alone. If you take T4 only, that's not really endocrine mimicry, and no wonder there's a lot of problems with it. Um, Just as a side note, and the doctor says it in my book, but for everyone listening, if you are taking Synthroid, maybe it's working for you, or you're taking T4 level. If you're taking generic, think about switching. Um, Everyone, even a couple endocrinologists actually have said that Synthroid brand name T4 only is the only choice. You go for generic, it can screw up liver enzymes, thyroid results. There's been some wonky stuff. So if you happen to be on generic, you might want to switch to the brand name. So there's T4 only, there's natural desiccated thyroid in a T4, T3 combination that's locked in there, you can't separate them. And then there's kind of, you can co it yourself to the patient, meaning you can compound T4 and T3 together in the amounts that you would like for that patient. That can be very important for people who are very sensitive to fillers in some of these things that might need to get their, like they're very allergic to everything, they're really autoimmune, and they might need to go uncompounded, which is just super clean. You know, It's still synthetic, but it's super clean. So there are more benefits to taking something that's a T3, T4 combination, because it's more endocrine mimicry. Natural desiccated thyroid has been around 100 years. It's extremely cheap, and it really works for most people. Now, you can still be taking natural desiccated thyroid, And maybe you need to add a little T3 to it. Maybe you need to add a little T4 to it. There's always things you can do to tinker with whatever it is that you're on. But usually as a standard, just thoroughfare, people do well and do well on just taking doses of natural desiccated thyroid. Um, Now, it does have some other things in it. It has like calcitonin, T1 and T2. And people can look those up. And I don't like to get into those too detailed because they're not actually essential for life um, that we know of, because you can live on the synthetic versions of that and, and, and live a great life. So it does still have some other components there, but the, essentially the, the best way to go is to just have the T4, T3 combo. And because natural desiccated is so cheap and around forever, and it in those ratios, it often kind of does the job best. And the one that's really the, the go-to nowadays is nature throid, um, as the natural desiccated, and Armour Thyroid was used to be the standard. And the reason it's kind of not anymore is because Armour Thyroid, the pharmaceutical company at one point changed like their fillers in it and they didn't alert people. People got screwed up. It didn't work as well. There were problems. And so doctors kind of got a bad taste in their mouth from that one. And I'm not knocking Armour Thyroid. It's still a wonderful thing, but more people are going towards Nature thyroid or WP. WP has like, um, Less, less fillers. But again, if I were to suggest anything, I'd be like, start with Nature Throid and go yeah. from there. If that's someone's gonna, that's that's yeah. what I would do. That's yeah. what I
0: took when I was on thyroid medication. I yeah, was really, because I think the Armour Throid has corn in it. I believe, or one be one of the some, some fillers stuff, yeah. or some weird fillers that people can have a sensitivity to.
1: Another thing though is religious. So if you don't eat pork, yeah, then then that's a decision that that would then okay fine. So then you do the synthetic combo. You yeah. know, yeah. And so, uh, and then there's a... T3 only, by the way. Then there's yes. T3 only, which I'm yes. on. So, T3 only is very rare, most people don't have to take it on its own. Um, it's a last resort as far as the four options like T4 desiccated or synthetic T4, T3. That's the third one. The fourth one would be T3 only. That one's like fourth on the list for a reason, it's the last order of business. You really do one, a T4, T3 combo. And I mean, I get into the details of this in my book. We don't have to now about the reverse T3, but those are essentially the four options. And, um, the most optimal being, uh, natural desiccated or a T4, T3 like synthetic combination. Yeah.
0: So I have a, uh, question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most
1: pressing health issue in the world today? Diabetes type two diabetes. And the thing is that everyone's giving it to themselves. Yeah. I was also insulin resistant. I was pre-diabetic. Um, even after, um, even after sort of fixing my thyroid, because I was still just when, when the pancreas gets taxed like that and you become insulin resistant, you really do have, you are the only one that can fix it as a, like you as a human being are the only one that can make the decisions of what to put in your mouth to fix that. And type two diabetes is fixable too. You can get off of insulin. I mean, don't do try to do it at home, right? But you can't, you absolutely can't. And the only way to get off of it is to follow a paleo primal protocol, a low carb, high fat, moderate protein protocol. And it's just, it's such an epidemic, it's so sad, and honestly, that's gonna cause more thyroid problems too. Hypothyroidism is already an epidemic. It's been an epidemic for a while, it's still not totally solved, and I'm trying to be a part of that, obviously. But this next rung of just horrificness is really the type two diabetes. Um, and just metabolic dysfunction. Um, You could just be insulin resistant. You don't even have to get all the way to type two diabetes. Um, And that really is from over consuming carbohydrates. It's from carbohydrate dependency. And like you said, that shoddy food pyramid and um, all of the suggestions. So people really have to arm themselves with this knowledge, but unfortunately it's like unbeknownst to you, you give it to yourself. You think you're doing the right thing. You know, your tra- your personal trainer says, eat every two, three hours, eat carbs after you work out. You know, it's funny. It's so funny. I work out at a college nearby that you know about. And um, I was talking to some of the volleyball players, the girls, and I was talking about nutrition and stuff like that. I was telling her about paleoprimal work. She was like, yeah, I'm kind of learning about it. But I said, well, what is your coach? She goes, after we work out, we do a big, you know, three, four hour deal. Our coach says, go and go get like the big banana moles with granola and go carb up. And then here's the funny thing i said well that's interesting i go that's like a diabetes making meal and she said oh that's funny he has type 2 diabetes wow so their type 2 diabetes coach is coaching them to get type 2 diabetes wow seriously and the coach is like 40 okay so i mean wow. he's, he's got type 2 diabetes not because he's a sloth it's because he's been in the wrong paradigm for a while you know and i want to go mention a guy named timothy noakes Uh, he's a South African professor. He wrote the book called, you know, the lore of running, which is all about the carving up for the athletes, right? Everyone knows, Oh, you're going to go run a marathon, eat a bowl of pasta, right? You know, eat a thing of bread. He's got type two diabetes and now they all do. And he had to fall on his own sword. And I like bringing him up because his colleagues were ripping on him. And he was like, everything we knew was wrong. We thought this was the paradigm. We were wrong, you know, and we were, and we're seeing it now. So, um, a lot of people are heading that direction, by the way, you can be skinny diabetic just because you're an adventure racer and you work out every day. You run every morning. Doesn't matter because here's the here's the discussion. You can get away with it visually, but you cannot get away with it internally. And and this happens all the time. We're seeing so many athletes get insulin resistant. And uh, actually, local yoga guy Ted McDonald. He's the P ninety X yoga instructor. <clears throat> he's been on our podcast. He got tested and he was like, what? I I run every day. But he didn't realize that before he went running, he was eating about 130 carbs of whatever in his shake. And he thought this was part of the deal. So even though he was burning it, right, consuming it, he's burning it, he's consuming it, he's burning it. He's still tapping the pancreas for insulin to be released every time he does that. You will not get away with that eventually. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you'll be skinny fat, which is more dangerous because you want to get fat if that's a problem because it's going somewhere. But when the sugar's not going somewhere and it's just in your bloodstream... Now it's dangerous. So again, it goes back to you can see someone really skinny and go, I wish I had her body. No, you may not wish you have it, right? So you may yeah. you may get away with it visually, but you will not get away with it ultimately. Uh, internally and something will go wrong otherwise so you may be skinny but then you have like a disease
0: (laughs) yeah all of our organs they only have so long of a biological life and if you keep abusing the pancreas it's releasing insulin abusing the pancreas releasing insulin it's going to wear out really really quickly uh, much quicker than you probably anticipate
1: That's right. Yeah. So I guess that would be, it's a a long in-depth answer on that one, but uh, everybody's got to look into that. So even if you are fit and healthy, you still need to look in this paradigm, check some of these levels. You might have a high HbA1c. You might be insulin resistant and kind of not even know it. And that would be dangerous as well because that's inflammatory. So again, um, I think that's the biggest epidemic, but, but the sub epidemic of that is the people that are fit, that are getting it, that don't even know Because they're not the ones that are like, I'm not eating candy bars all day. I don't get it. It's like, doesn't matter. Your body doesn't know the difference between a Coca-Cola or three sugared slices of mango. It doesn't know the dead 38 carbs is 38 carbs. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, one might be a little better than the other, but yeah. 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 So wanting to the listeners where they can find you, learn more about you. And what about your podcast as well?
1: Yeah. So I host the Primal Blueprint podcast every Wednesday and the Primal Blueprint is a best-selling book by the author, Mark Sisson, who is my boss and publisher. And he started the podcast. And then, uh, we have a whole, we have Primal Kitchen restaurants now and, a uh, whole food company and he got so busy. So I took over the podcast a couple of years ago, although he comes on occasionally and I know he's, uh, you, you're talking with him this week, right? I am. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you're gonna be talking with him. Um, So you can go to the uh, primalblueprint.com to look up the podcast or on iTunes. And that's every Wednesday. We do mind-body discussions, probably like you as well. And then you can go to lrust.com, E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com. You can contact me through there. I'm happy to send you any thyroid information. You don't have to buy my book to get that. And from there as well, you can read more about me. I mean, I also have another career as a comedy writer and I'm in the industry and um, I do some coaching so you can uh, find out a lot about me there and happy to send anyone this initial email of just, you know, get on the right path. This is really important. I don't want people to feel like they have to spend money to do this, to get an initial jumpstart, you know, because most people have gone to four or five doctors and they're already broke, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, they can't afford the additional testing and all the, or a functional medicine doctor. A lot of people are really in between a rock and a hard place with their health. So, But it's fixable. Yes. So so, even
1: in that situation, you can still fix it Yes, and and, and you can figure this out. And I hope you don't have to do it yourself. I'm not suggesting you do, but everything's possible. And I do want to just one last thing. Don't let any doctor tell you you're always going to suffer from X because you have hypothyroidism. All this stuff is fixable all of it is fixable. Um, and so just don't get discouraged. You got to keep persevering. There's an end to this. And I just want everyone to know that.
0: Well, Elle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. You had such good information and great energy too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me.
0: And everyone, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live to com. You can check out my detox program, get that mercury out of your thyroid at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.